Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the South Pole Podcast. I'm Dole Unruh, your host. i uh, got Becky with me today, and we got a couple guests here at the South Pole Field Day. Becky, you want to introduce yourself, and we'll move on down the line. Hi, folks. I'm Becky Zarzinski, and we're here interviewing a few of our producers today. We're going to ask them a couple of quick questions about their operation and what they do on their farm with South Poles. Cooper. I'm Cooper Hurst. That's my wife, Katie Hurst, and we... Uh, own Hunt Hill Cattle Company in Woodville, Mississippi, which is right on the Louisiana-Mississippi line, southwest part of the state. And we're commercial cow-calf producers that uh, joined the South Pole Association about four years ago, five years ago, and uh, have been using them on our commercial cows. Okay. It, when you speak up probably just a little bit, sometimes the sound can pick up a little bit that way. Um, would you consider yourself small, medium, or large? producer i would consider some medium producer okay um how about how long have you been in the cattle business we didn't start we started the cattle business in 1995. so that's what about 25, 25 years maybe years. so definitely not new to the business um becky you want to give them a question yeah so i just want to ask how did you find out about the south pole breed like where did that all start Alan Williams, we're a dear friend that, that we became, you know, uh, uh, friends since, since his Mississippi State days when he was professor of beef cattle extension. And uh, I know he was heavily involved with South Pole uh, with Teddy. And uh, so that was, that was our introduction through him. So he told you about him. Did you see him on his place? Because I know he's run cattle through the years. Did no, I actually, up? the first time I saw South Pole was, uh, and I've been to Allen's place a number of times, the first time I saw South Pole was uh, at a field day at Tom McGrady's 10 okay. years ago. I think that was the second one. Yeah, and, uh, and at the time, it was interesting. Our whole focus was uh, the interest in high-density grazing and mob grazing, and, and Greg, uh, Judy was there doing a presentation on that, and I saw the South Pole breed, and, and you know they were they were very attractive animals but at the time we weren't changing making any changes or committed to any changes so it was just uh an introduction and it went no further for a number of years so you say you've been doing it about four years um with the south pole am i right on that correct why you know you you had the introduction and then you purchased cattle maybe quite a few years later five six years roughly what kind of made that decision for you? Why did you choose to go with them? What What are they getting? What are they giving to you in your operation? Well, we were uh, our our program was commercial cow calf. We always knew that uh, foragers were the cheapest way to feed a cow, and, and we always ran this as a business. Uh, we retained ownership on all of our steer calves. And, and fed them out, you know, in the conventional system through uh, U.S. premium beef and, and, and feedlots in Kansas and ultimately harvested in, uh, in Kansas at national packing, uh, sold on value-based grip. And that program worked very, very good. Uh, but as we went down the path of, uh, adapt, you know, amp grazing slash mob grazing and, and learning the skills of, of uh, that were really, really important with daily moves and stockmanship. And, and we embraced the principles of soil health, which were all driven for all the reasons, you know, from finance to regenerating our degraded soils, et cetera. We realized that we had allowed uh, 
basically our cow herd to lose the very, very vital maternal attributes that are absolutely, you know, imperative and, and the most important factor in, in ranch profit. And, and, and that was, you know, quite a rude awakening when you put so much blood, sweat and tears into developing a very, very high performing commercial cow herd with a very, very profitable feeder cows. But it got to the point where we just felt like that we had to reduce our cow cost, even with tremendous forages that were growing and you know multi-species cover crops and all of those things that that were very very important to uh, the success of the ranch. We right finally came to the conclusion that we had not we had to have a cow that was more adapted to our environment. And we had then had Brahmin cattle in the past, and we knew the pluses and cons there. So, you know, it was really almost eye-opening or awakening because we had learned about the South Pole through our dear friend Alan 10 years ago. And, and South Pole organization, frankly, is so low-key that it just was kind of in the back of our memory bank, and it finally dawned on me. I said, my gosh, you know, I think this is the breed. I mean... Unless we started investigating it a little harder at that point. And you're echoing what Teddy just spoke about, yes. our leadoff keynote speaker here on Saturday, which, by the way, we are recording from the field day. We've got a little traffic through. Sorry about the background noise. But, you know, you realize that the maternal, and, and we say we're the southern mama cow breed, that's what we need. And, you know, most people listening, investigate and come checking us out. That's what they want. You got another question, Becky? Yeah, so... You kind of spoke to why the South Poles, can, but can you dive a little deeper into how they're fitting into your operation? You talked about, um, you know, implementing more soil health practices and really focusing on the soil. How are the South Poles fitting into that? Well, it, well Cooper talked about the soil health, and we we really did our, our forages were our forages were really coming on. We had a great increase in in the forages and of course we had the cover crops and everything and it came to a point where if we were increasing our forages and we had this fabulous uh forage basis why at some points why were we still having to supplement the cows at certain points and to me it was it yeah great forage basis and still having to supplement the cattle we needed a cow that could do it on her own with this great forage. We looked for that cow that could do it. So it's a little bit what Teddy said, if you have that cow that's two inches too big, your heifers yeah. may not bring well, back after the calf. Without a doubt. I mean, and, 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 and it's not, everybody understands the importance of heterosis and a cow adapted to your environment. And here we are in the deep south and, and we just, and I take the responsibility, I took my off the ball. We became so enamored with, uh, you know, really, really producing a great end product to, you know, realizing that, gosh, you know, our cows have gotten too big, too black, and, 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 and frankly, too much milk. And, and so the South Pole has crossed great with these commercial cows, you know, both Red Angus and Black Angus, and we're, we have reduced their stature. Uh, they are definitely easier keeping. Uh, the red slick hide is without a doubt, and I did not really believe this early on, but, but without a doubt, uh, a whole lot less horn flies. 
and 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 that's what we're all about. I mean, we we have come to believe that that the adapted cow nutrition and stockmanship trumps everything. I mean, we have reduced a lot, a lot of inputs the last few years, and we're not near near there. It's a journey, but but we're seeing it with even our first couple of sets of calves and our first set of you know we've got some half blood you know south poles that that are that have calved out this past year and we're 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 starting to see you know as we in, infuse more south pole genetics and much much easier keeping the cow and we've definitely reduced frame size now we don't want a thousand pound you know we, we we're looking for that heart the deep heart girth and big spring of rib and deep body heavy cow that is as teddy alluded to we could we have a, a tremendous amount of low quality forage late in the year when we're when we're transitioning from our summer perennials to our winter winter cover crops that they have to be able to digest a lot of food and, and that's what we think this type of cow is going to be able to accomplish it's almost more important to put the focus on the height of the animal rather than the weight you're running them through the shoot and saying oh this one's 1100 kick her out you may have just got rid of your your biggest heart girth cow you know she may actually have been your best one i think no, some people no, might focus no, too much on weight no question doll absolutely you know you don't want to you know you don't want 1100 pound slab you know i'd rather i'd rather a 1200 pound frame four than there you go you know, it's the right type and kind well we're getting a little bit short on time to get back to our next session so let's wrap up with uh what is your product and then becky will go through where where we can meet y'all online if, if you have that option. Um, tell us, what are you doing with your calves? Are you selling beef? Are they calves? How's that work? We, we've sold a few into the direct market through some friends that have that have finished either either true grass-fed or pasture, you know, grass-raised, pasture, pasture-fed. But we have, uh, we have fed conventionally, and I think that's the beauty of South Pole. You don't want to get trapped in a certain niche. You've got to follow where the market and our problem is we don't have any processors that can do any volume in our area. So we feed them out conventionally and, and it's working and it's performed. I posted that on South Pole website uh, that Damon did back in February and they were they were 100 percent choice and a high percentage of you know certified Angus beef and half percentage prime. Let's see if we can link that data yeah. in our description. We'll definitely try to do that for you folks. and. Just to try to wrap everything up, how can folks find you if they want to reach out to you and ask you more about your farming operation or your South Pole cattle? Well, we have a website at hunthillcattle.com mm -hmm. and uh, just store. That's just the best way. Uh, email address. Email address, yeah. Okay. It's hunthillcc at bellsouth.com. And y'all are from Woodville, Mississippi. We're in Woodville, so Mississippi. Roughly, where is that in relation we to Jackson? Are, Jackson, ooh, we're southwest of that, but we are right in okay. the southwest corner. We're south of Natchez, Mississippi. So if you're down southern Mississippi, Louisiana we area, y'all might be a good Louisiana resource. Line, so, uh, right. and right by the Mississippi River. So if you're down in the southwest corner. And, and my cell phone, I'm much better uh, with cell phones rather than, yeah, than, than texting. And Are you offering it here? 225-907-4888. There you go. Leave, leave a message if, if I don't answer. These are good people. And I really appreciate y'all taking us, to, you know, taking your time, giving us 12 minutes here. Thank you very much. Thank All you, right. guys. Thank y'all.